The Overclocked Podcast returns from the grave for music and mixes a post-mortem rave. We're rhyming again with spooky word morgue because nothing else rhymes with OCRemix.org. There's an album just lying in wait for you. It's sweet and it's spooky. It's candy corn too. From the zone of twilight steps Yoshi Blade with strange but true tales from the songs that he made. Like a vampire's unholy bite that will drain ya. Major Third sinks deep into Castlevania. So savor this time when you still have blood vessels for the Overclocked Podcast Halloween Special! Welcome, everybody, to our most spooky and sanctified overclocked podcast episode for Halloween. It's me, Steven, your usual host. But something unnatural has occurred. Brian has died. (laughs) I'm just joking. That's just a Halloween joke for you. But he isn't feeling well. So we brought someone to fill in for him today. And you know him as Yoshi Blade. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Yoshi Blade. We actually, we actually managed to um, remove his brain and place it into um, Yoshi Blade. Very, very unnatural. <laughs> that is true. Very, very unnatural. It's really just more like a Brian vessel <laughs> is what we're dealing with here today. You know, we were kicking around brain surgery. It's a hobby, you know, in the garage. No big deal. <laughs> Me and my brother here. <laughs> just... <laughs> Yoshi Blade didn't have anything going on. Once they got that Overclocked Remix album out of them, we can pretty much just stow them away in, in the in the grave till next year. So dig um, me back up. Yep. Exactly. So speaking of which, we are going to be talking about Candy Corn 2, the sequeling, which is, well, the sequel to Candy Corn 1, which we went on about at length last year. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it not? Is it not November? Is it? Is this is Shh, Dan, Dan, this is, this is, you're breaking the illusion. The illusion, illusion. (laughs) yes, yes, it's a very Halloween, it's completely Halloween, it's the... Mm, It's 90 (laughs) degrees outside! It's it's so (laughs) Halloween, it's, it's, it's Halloween, Halloween. (laughs) Exactly, it's post-Halloween, my favorite holiday. Um... But we also have um, a segment from our friend Major Third. He's doing one on Castlevania 3 this year. Last year, he also did a Castlevania one. So we're really running with the theme. Um, And, of course, we've got the playlist full of spooky tunes that I swear will send a chill down your spine and and through your ears, (laughs) which doesn't sound pleasant, does it? That really doesn't sound pleasant. your ears are shuddering? (laughs) I think ear shutters is something you can look up on a web Ears, DM. Ear shutter? <laughs> Interesting. I, you know, I don't know much about ear shutters. Are, are they expensive? Do you get them at like Home Depot? <laughs> You'll learn all about them soon when we go into the Remix Rewind. There's nothing haunted about this house, and Rebecca E. Tripp invites you in for tea and biscuits. Heart, Home, and Hearth bops along at an unconcerned pace, drawing inspiration from the classic Zelda house theme, each room sunny with warm woodwinds and enough heart for a new hit point. 
The stormy skies of Halloween night feel far, far away with a Super Mario Bros. 3 mix from FX Snowy called Through the Clouds. It's a plucky, adventurous tune with that red-capped man himself probably has on his athletic playlist just in case he needs a little pick-me-up. French horns are enough French horns? The answer, according to John Stacy, is 16, and he puts each and every one to good use in Proto Man's French horn concert. Mega Man 3 resounds through the air with an oxymoronic harmonic cacophony of brass, quite possibly inventing a genre or two in the process.
A new album approaches! Do you hear that knocking? It's Raven Software, creators of Heretic, a game that made goth scares. Heretic Symphony is an album of torturous EDM machinations from Ghetto Lee Lewis. The devil is in the number of tracks, no less than six, no more, in fact. So download it now if you so dare, for electronic dance madness you'd best be prepared. Cathedral of Carnage is first through the door, but that door is a portal, and there is no floor. A chasm has opened, you're falling too fast, descending to days that you know are your last. Your world is spinning like vinyl and needle, the music is pounding, the music is evil. Death is near, this you can see. And then you see nothing, except Ghetto Lee. Embrace the Dark is our next song, listen carefully for something is wrong. Distorted bass and piano leads, a dirge for and soulless creed. Is this the afterlife? A moment's repose? This is truth God only knows. For you, there's only a pulsating beat, and for the rest of us, a musical treat.
album approaches. Reach into the bag. What do you feel? Not zombie guts, but a meal unreal. It's Candy Corn 2, the sequeling even. Unbelievable truths, it'll have you believing. Yoshi blades back for a strange combination of a music and sound transmogrification. Nostalgia is peaked, memories whirling. And is that the voice of Rod Serling? In the beginning is the first track's name. Dance, you fiend, dance. That's the name of the game. EDM synth is not scary, you say. But Halloween is a time for play. Get down and boogie. Make MJ proud. Grab a partner. It just may be Cloud. And make sure you check out the full release. Indulge yourself on this candy corn feast. Welcome, listeners, to the Intomb interview, that part of the show where I find someone, perhaps I dug them up from a grave, we don't talk about that part, and interview them. I am Steven, your regular um, Graveyard Shift host, and today we have Yoshi Blade, a man whom you might remember from last year's Halloween OCR album. Welcome, Yoshi Blade, also known as Dan. <laughs> Yeah, they dug me up from last year. Yeah, yeah but it's a, I, we're cursed by the Dan. Once a year, he rises by, from the grave, produces an overclocked uh, podcast album, and then disappears and then into disappears. the mist. Isn't that isn't that so sad? I I was thinking about that when I was when I was when I was putting this whole album together. I said, I wonder if people like even know who I am or that I was there to never be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's kind like, of the, I the general sensation you kind of get from the whole internet, right? It's very big. I know, right? It's like, it's all it's all in my head. It's like, was I even there to have people know that I wasn't there? <laughs> that sounds so if, if a Dan but... falls over in the forest and no one is there to hear. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I fall over in the forest. 
Oh, I'll make a lot of noise. <laughs> Why are these trees here? Who left this stick out here that I tripped over? And that's where I found him, <laughs> ranting to themselves <laughs> in the woods and brought him into the warm and safe Overclock podcast studio. So, Oh, see, that's nice. Warm and safe. I like yeah, that. Yeah, we got a fire crackling over there. Mixed holiday metaphors. Um, so, so Dan, uh, for people who don't remember your existence since last year, could you give us a refresher <laughs> as to who you are and why you're here this year? Well, um, my name is, um, Dan, aka, um, Yoshi Blade. Um, and, um, well, I, 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 I make, I make video game remixes that, that are woven tightly to the, to the source material sometimes, and sometimes they're woven tightly to the source material of good music. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's kind of, uh, wordy and <laughs> doesn't say much. But no, I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I like video game music. I, I I don't know. I don't know why I, I, I really love it. And I really like Halloween nowadays, too. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how that one slipped in. Um, it's not so serious where, like, you know, the, the religious holidays where you have to be serious about them and solemn. Mm -hmm. But it's not like the blow-off holidays, like, you know, sorry, Earth Day. You know what I mean? Sorry. And it's sort of um, like a holiday that everyone has decided to embrace because it is fun. Yeah, fun. That's the And key people get word. to bring creativity to it. They get to make costumes and they can make remix albums and they get to decorate their yard in large fake spiders. Wow. Hit the nail right on the head and they, they get to put those those garbage bags full of, of, of leaves. How many holidays can you functionally well, I guess you can make snowmen, but nobody's shoveling their driveway to make snowmen's mm -hmm. but we are shoving leaves into bags that are pumpkins now. You know what? Talk about time I, I, I swear we are definitely going to talk about music, but first I need to ask you a question. How Certainly. do you feel about people who decorate their yards in colored lights for Halloween? Essentially mm -hmm. Christmas lights, but orange and purple and spooky colors. I think, I think that they're, that they're a noble spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that the, that the, you're talking like the little pumpkin lights, right? Like the the ones that are a little like they look they can be either pump or you just mean like orange. I I have been seeing people stringing up lights that look exactly like Christmas lights hanging from the trees and houses, but they're 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 Halloween colored instead of Christmas. Okay, colored. you know what I do? I give it that old you know the the Philip J. Fry incredulous sort of stare at them. <laughs> you know what I mean like okay, mm -hmm. but I better not see a red or a green one there. Right, they're on thin ice essentially. It's <laughs> because it's currently October. All right, and we do have a month that separates October from December, and it's called November, which has its own holiday, Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually the long con here. People are trying to just <laughs> bridge con. Halloween and Christmas. What? So Why we... stop there? Let's just do it. Let's, let's let's leave up the green lights for St. Patrick's Day after that, and then we'll leave up the red light <laughs> and blue lights. And you know something? Just have your house covered in lights constantly, and then we'll just, you know, and Earth Day, if you want to do it. So, see, here's my redemption. Earth Day, you can do green. green yeah, I feel blue. like Earth Day, you should turn off all of your lights, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to turn on all my lights for Earth Day and burn a tire just to show how much I care. Uh, okay, well, we, I think we cleared that up. Um, so, the, but back from the grave, all that stuff, we covered it. But this year, you've got a second Halloween album. Um, last time, it was Candy Corn, um, which mm -hmm. I, I actually contributed to a little bit. I did some voice acting for it. You didn't just contribute to it. You were a cornerstone of it. I was a star. I was, I was the star lead <laughs> in Candy Corn 1. Um, um, yeah, go on. That, that was like, well, it was, it was last year, and there's a sequel. Tell us about it. A candy corn too, and aptly named the sequeling. <laughs> I 
I've always loved sequels, you know, especially horror movie sequels, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, there's just something about it. What's a really, you know, you know, Friday, what was it? Friday the 13th part two oh, yeah, Friday or something? the 14th. My yeah, Friday the 14th then, uh, or th- no, Saturday the 14th. <laughs> I love the idea of sequels, especially in how, uh, in, in like horror movies, because, you know, comedies don't really get sequels. Nobody wants, you know, eh, there's nothing funny about that. It's kind of scary, actually. You know, like, <laughs> then we end up with like the hangover four or something. Right. Um, right. You know, the true horror is realizing you spent like eight dollars and, you know, ten, and then another ten on snacks for a movie that's just, you know, eh. mm-hmm. um, but horror movies and Halloween sequelings are a necessary, um, a necessary function, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it didn't make sense that like Jaws 2 exists, you know, mm-hmm. okay, well, here's another shark that attacked. All right, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, you know what I, I think it is? I think it's inherent in the idea of like, the the coming back from the dead like the resurrection you yeah know I mean? a revenge of the something it's exactly. crawling back and it's just going to keep coming back no matter how many times you lop it <laughs> revenge of the off. something <laughs> revenge of <laughs> the something would be a good movie title but, revenge of the something that's one thing i really like about candy corn 2 is the fact that you you followed up the original with something in the same spirit um <laughs> it's still a bit of an audio drama with with um, was that a pun with it, spirit it, I didn't want to draw attention to it, but yes, I'm proud of it. <laughs> I love it. But it's got kind of the audio drama spirit to it, but it's a it's going in a really different direction. Because last time you had like little skits in between mm-hmm. the songs, um, and they kind of they, they varied kind of dramatically in sort of tone and content, actually. Um, but this time, you got a Twilight Zone thing going on. From the dawn of our existence, human beings have been safeguarded and frustrated by a simple truth. Thought without action is powerless. But what if every thought that passed through the shadowy caverns of your mind had the power and dreadful immediacy to effect true change? If a flicker of doubt could produce a banking crisis in Berlin, or a flash of anger could incite riots in Sydney, a reality science and mysticism alike can only describe as chaos theory. Here's what's going on with that. So when I said I love sort of synthesizing new materials, I love putting together parts and making them sort of flow together. Mm-hmm. And you can make a, a, a video game remix. Okay, that's a great song. I I, I, I make no qualms that I, I struggle musically because I... I'm, I know what a compressor is, but I'm not 100% sure what it does. Um, <laughs> just, I relate with you on a deep level right now, Dan. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I know it does something, and I'm not, you know, I'm pretty sure I know what it, but no, I mean, so I, I've always, I've always been deficit in that, and I've, and I've wondered how I can be, how can I do things that, that people like, I shouldn't say people like, that I like, mm-hmm. that, that also, you know, is, you know, something that I can be proud of. And I think I came up with it by trying to blend in aspects of the game with the song and, and creating something more than just, you know, a remix of a song, mm-hmm. but rather creating a whole new sort of synthesis between them because it makes me feel like I have a deeper connection with the game and I have a part of it. Even if, it, even mm-hmm. if, it, you know, only, you know, the OCR community no- takes note of it, that means a lot to me. That, that says that, that at some point in time, this meant enough to me where I wanted to make it a part of my life and also be a part of its life. Um, so I try and build stories with my songs, and that's that's kind of why what happened with this is I said, how can I build a story and a song? 
And mm-hmm. I'd say at least half of the sh- songs on here, the ones that, that have the, 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 the audio tracks in front of them have at least a, a, a strong story in the song that if you listened for, you'd hear. But then I thought, I don't know if people would really, you know, pick up on it like a hundred percent. And I said, well, why not do like the Twilight Zone, you know, and, and just sort of set people up and then let it go on its own. You know, like you don't have to tell them every detail. Like they say, show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm telling right now, aren't I? So I'm kind of blowing it. But, um, <laughs> well, it is an interview. We do encourage yeah, oh, that. That's right. That's how interviews work. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So like show, don't tell. I guess, um, listen, don't speak. I, I don't, I don't know if that works or, 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 I don't know. But basically, I just wanted to make stories in the songs. And I think that the best way was through the Twilight Zone, um, uh, sort of a- a- aspect of it as opposed to like, you know, you know, the, 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 I think the driving factor of last year's Candy Corn was definitely Tales from the Crypt because Tales from the Crypt was goofy sometimes. You know, it was, it was, um, goofy and then really scary, but, but, but Twilight Zone particularly was always eerie mm-hmm. as its one quality. Uh, very, very eerie. Sort of, um, and I don't know. It was uncanny. It was like, yeah, right in between something that almost looked normal. It's like, it's like that old quote. It's like that quote, there's nothing funny about a clown in the moonlight. And you know something? You think about it and you're like, wow, you know something? That's 100% correct. Mm-hmm. There is nothing funny about a clown in the moonlight. It's eerie. Yep. But yeah, so that's what I wanted to, to try and do with this one. You know, I, I hope, I'll let people listen to it, but that, that game Donkey Kong Country, man, I got memories of that, you know, on, on, I don't know if anybody remembers what shag carpeting is or was i don't oh, think it exists of course anymore. yeah um it was this horrible carpeting that literally attracted every bit of matter in the universe to it and it was a bit it remember, was sort of the flooring equivalent of a, a fuzzy black hole yeah um, it just it, it naturally attracted everything and i have such memories of lying on that on my stomach while playing you know like donkey kong country mm-hmm. uh all of uh, not so much the third one actually just one and two and, and it's like i wonder how much of a reality i can share and make that like like and sort of you know give it out to the world and see if anybody else has that feeling especially because you know and having like a, a, a vhs player like like and that mm-hmm. having the top of the line made of this big thick honking hunking metal yeah and I- then like this huge tube tv that my Gosh, if it fell on you, it would crush you, but that's how you knew it was good. <laughs> yep. You turn it on and it kind of, if you touch it, it kind of puts your hair on end a little bit. It's like, oh, good. It's warmed up. <laughs> oh, yeah, up. that's right. <laughs> it's all warmed that's up. That's right. It's the, the static on it. Uh huh.
I, I wrote the song with with a story in mind. First, I had to make it sound good, like all music. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't be uh, you know scratching your nails on, on on chalkboards and say, oh, but there's a story behind it. <laughs> that's um, true. You have to have some substance to it, and um, I think that's really what I try and do in every one of my remixes. Um, really, I, I hope to at least retain as much of the game as I possibly can. You know, I think the Metal Gear one. Suddenly, I got this idea where it sounds like a radio. You know, it sounds like a radio mm-hmm. that's trying to tell you something. And then I remembered that movie, Frequency, with Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and that struck me. And I got this idea of what if, what if Solid Snake, and, and also for the record, there's, there's a, there's a paradox that can occur. Um, spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't played, uh, Snake Eater, where if you, in the past, in Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, if you kill Revolver Ocelot when he's young, it ends the game and says you created a, a, a paradox. Uh-huh. And I always love that sort of little quirk. And then I thought, what if Solid Snake got a, got a hold of a radio in a very Twilight Zone sort of um, situation where he could hear early, you know, later on transmissions and sounds? And what would he do if he found out that his mission, you know, was... He, he failed. You're killed in the in the progress of your mission. I mean, what would he do? The mission was that of one with a low probability of survival. That is to say, no probability of survival. A soldier sent on a mission knowing the odds of returning were slim at best, but faced with the knowledge of the true outcome, even the most dedicated warrior may choose a different path. To better for your approval, may I present Solid Snake, a soldier whose loyalty and dedication to the mission is beyond question. That is, until he came across a radio not unlike that which you might find at your local army supply store. But the intricacies of this innocuous piece of metal gear are more than meets the eye. For this small device is about to change the prospects of one soldier of fortune's future. Who is that? Like, how did you? Who is how did that? you find someone? It's... Did you get Rod Serling? Like, he sounded exactly one hundred percent like Rod Serling, and it was an incredible well, impression. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to admit, but I did steal his DNA and clone him. <laughs> I'm sure I broke more than a few laws, <laughs> and that's the only way we were able to get this album done in time. Everyone <laughs> through Rod Serling's a, a reanimated corpse. <laughs> Oh no, no, it was, it was, it was. You, it was Steven. me, as everyone it was knows. You. you probably already heard Boo. heard it. At this there's point. your twist ending. <laughs> <laughs> there's your there's your M Night Shyamalan ending. So like right uh, like we said before, I did help out on the first Candy Corn, and so um, you asked me back to help do a little bit of writing and the voiceover for the intros. I love it. I love I love working with you guys. You guys are awesome. That's great. I mean, but, we were all very happy to be a part of it, but. Rod Serling is not my natural vocal range. He's he actually has a surprisingly high voice. When I thought back to the Twilight Zone um, intros, I always think it's kind of going to be low and sonorous and scary, but it's not. It's more of the um, cadence of it more than the actual voice, and it's got a little bit of 
gravel in the back of the room. It's like, welcome to a world where I really am not your guide. I'm just setting you off. Exa- exactly. Like that here, part you just did right there. The guide. Like it has a certain guide. snap to the voice. The camera just panned into the restaurant and people are wondering why I'm talking to nothing right now. <laughs> but that in itself is not the question. The answer is the question, which is now the question, which the answer, of course, is no. And it's in the <laughs> twilight zone. <laughs> and, it, and also, there's a twilight yeah, zone. Yeah, there's something sitting around here somewhere. There's a twilight zone. Also, there's a twilight zone. So I like spent like 20 minutes just uh, looking up Rod Serling videos and trying to imitate every little lilt and change <laughs> in his voice. I could never get there 100%. I think that the effects you added to it were like just that bit of extra pizzazz we needed. I mean, if it would have been me, I would have been like, submitted for your approval. This <laughs> <laughs> sound all nasally. And sub- but hi, hi, I'm not Rod Serling. <laughs> it's hard to be Rod Serling. Hard hard to fill those shoes. But okay, so I'm, I'm here's a, I got a question for you. I got a question for okay. you. And this is a fun one to always ask an interviewee. Ooh. What was your biggest challenge when creating this album, um, especially as compared to the last one? Biggest challenge? <sighs> I would say the the sort of curveball life throws at you, you know, where where you've got so much going on and you still want to do like mm-hmm. how like you still want to do your creative side. You feel like you have to, but there's so many sort of things and you feel like you're being pulled apart. Um I think I think it that that was the hardest part is is and but you know, I've got such such an awesome team helping me out, you know, you guys and and everybody at the OCR who's been lending a hand. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, I, that's that's that that what I say is the hardest part. Um, yep, just general life balance, like trying to figure out how much like effort you can put into something like this. That's the thing. At the OCR has taught me that that you know there's a few people on, on the OCR who solely you know exi- subsist off of being you know actual musicians. Right. But by and large, most have like these dual lives, and I think that's so cool and inspiring, and it drives me because like. You know, by day they're, you know, um, they're accountants or they're, um, they're, they're, they, you know, work at pizza places or they, they, they are, are college students. And then by night they, they put on their mask and their, you know, their username and they make music. And I thought oh, that so inspires me. Um, yeah, it's amazing. But yeah. It's fun to meet someone and, and say, oh, so, you know, you, you did the Yoshi Island remix and oh, you, you submitted uh, a bunch of work for this album so but what what do you do like what's your what's your day job like what's, exactly. what's your what's other your ego? that we who's who's your clark kent exactly. who's your clark kent <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um yeah so th- i'd say that but um oh i like interview questions like this this is fun the ones <laughs> where, where where they're short they're, they're, it's like like here you go dan you get a little bit and then next and now i'm gonna flip <laughs> it right around um no time wasted uh, what are you uh, happiest with? Like, what was your best surprise, most positive experience making this album? Hmm. I'd say the 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 the, the breakthrough of making the Twilight Zone because for a while I kicked around. Oh, this this would have been a crazy idea, but like a choose your own adventure one where you would have to like really Whoa. simple skits in front where you would say like, "Do you follow the wizard down?" I don't know if many people remember, but. Storytime kids. Way back there are these books called Choose Your Own Adventure Books. Mm-hmm. And um you didn't read them. They made it very clear in the beginning. You didn't read it forward to back. You had to go to a certain page and then you'd have to choose to go. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I made like 
one remix that hopefully was the good remix. You know what I mean? So that would be like following the wizard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And maybe one remix that would be like a really bad remix that sounded horrible. And that would, would have been like staying to fight the, the Garlock or something, you know? But that, that was a, and I would have, it would have had basically one good song to every bad song. But I thought in my head that it's a really high concept, a really cool idea. But I think what might happen is, is somebody would, (laughs) <laughs> say like they were all terrible songs like every choice was the wrong choice <laughs> or someone just just downloads it oh cool new new howlman album from ocr puts it on shuffle and is <laughs> dreadfully yeah, that's a good point. so that was kind of the breakthrough i said i can't really do skits like you know um in between but i can do something to introduce the story mm-hmm. and just set people up with saying consider the following uh-huh. <laughs> you know what i mean like, sort of like consider the following yeah like when listening to this consider this and that's kind of what rod serling did in in the in the twilight zone he would say you know i'm they could have just started every episode right but before every episode he said consider something you hold true and now okay thank you watch this but i like the idea of saying consider this here so that's that was kind of um felt pretty good was the breakthrough with that like like figuring out workaround you know what i mean like how can i do it without just you know hopefully some people would get get the the sort of the thing get the story but some people might not, and um, hmm, I think yeah, I'd say that, and it came to me, and and I felt really good. That's super cool. It was a re- it was such a neat idea. I think it really works elegantly with the idea of a remix album. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna head out. Everyone, definitely go listen to that album. You can find it on ocremix.org, of course. Um, and Dan, where can people find you? Um, I don't know if you if you tweet from the grave or not, but um. <laughs> Tweet from the great. It's hard to in the in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Facebook, which which all are welcome to come. I like meeting new people. I like knowing who's out there. You know, I like knowing if you like spoopy Halloween albums, and I like to know if you like skits, and if you write skits or if you write anything, let me know. I'm I'm always interested in quirky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Facebook that has the title Yoshi Blade. Um, that's pretty much. I mean, I I I like to say I don't spend a good time on there, but I I Dan. You know, flipping through just to see what other people are up to does count. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so go ahead, send me a message or uh, add me as a friend, and do that little thing where you wave in the messenger and then you wave back and then never talk to the person for seven months. <laughs> That's my preferred means of communication: a safe distance. <laughs> a safe distance. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's about it. Well, that's cool. Very good. Um, And I hope, everyone, you're enjoying our exceptionally scary, spooky, and terrifying Halloween episode. And we're going to head right back into it now. Welcome to The Big Ones, a look at popular game music and what makes it so loved. This week is all about Castlevania 3 for the NES. Castlevania is the ultimate Halloween series. It's spooky, but not too scary, and it involves monsters, magic, and vampires. And music has always been an incredible part of that. From the first game to the latest, there's always some musical track that will hook you into the game. The first game has the classic Vampire Killer. And the second has the memorable Bloody Tears. Today I want to focus on 3, because it not only has an amazing soundtrack to break down, but it has one of my favorite things to look at, weird music technology. 
Released in 1990, Castlevania III Dracula's Curse was a return of form for the series, as Castlevania II was kind of an odd open world game with cryptic clues and an interesting but I think annoying day and night cycle. Three is back to what made the first great, straightforward, go through the castle, kill Dracula. There are some branching paths, but the game overall is a linear whip-em-up. Like the previous games, the first in-game track is wonderful, simply called Beginning. This track uses the NES's sample channel, which really makes the drums pop. But this is where the weird music tech stuff comes in. The game's release in Japan used a different sound chip called the VRC6. This added three additional channels and made for a more rich sound. So the drums in Beginning are even more rich, and there's a lot more depth to everything. You can hear separate lines in the background and full harmonies in the foreground. Another favorite from the game is Aquarius. It has the same back and forth line that we hear in Bloody Tears. And this type of line goes all the way back to the Baroque era. Castlevania in its entirety is a mixture of 20th century rock and roll and 18th century Baroque and early classical. I like to call this mashup Bach meets rock. Aquarius has a Baroque style intro followed by a kind of slow rock sound. I like the NES version more than the VRC6 one because the mixing just feels a little off. It's still a cool track though. Later in the game you play a level that's essentially a remake of the first level from Castlevania, and the track is appropriately enough named Deja Vu. It's really cool hearing the same track being revisited years later by different composers. The original game is composed by Kanuyo Yamashita and Satoe Terashima. The Castlevania 3 was composed by Kidenori Masezawa, Jun Funahashi, Yuki Morimoto, and Yoshinori Sasaki. The melody is the same, but it just feels more full with the remake. The bass is way more dynamic, and the drums really pop. My favorite track from the game, though, is the very first one you hear, appropriately named Prelude. It starts with a heroic theme that turns into a spooky arpeggio complete with echo. I really like the VRC6 version as it has a nasty sawtooth bass sound. With the additional channels you can really crank the echo, and this track takes advantage of that. The pedaled bass in the middle section really builds the tension, and it finishes with a dark melody with a twinge of hope near the end. 
Castlevania 3 is my favorite of the NES Castlevanias. It's tough as nails with tons of secrets and a great look. The bosses are unique and memorable and the music is sufficiently spooky. It's creepy enough to build the atmosphere and driving enough to make you want to fight Draculas and skeletons all night long. Thanks for listening and listen well. Boy, I can't believe we we survived all those scares. I almost had seven heart attacks. I'm 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 still here, more or less, missing a few limbs, but you know we're here. That's what counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's with the uh, two bite marks on my neck? By the way, um, mm-hmm. you think that'll uh, you think I could just maybe put a little band aid on it? it definitely, okay? de- like like just maybe put a little uh, bit of. I mean, I have an ibuprofen. Like you could have that probably. Yeah, probably. I, I, I think that'll work. I you, know, you don't have any garlic on you, do you? No, that's ridiculous. Okay. I okay, never, good. never good. cook with good. garlic. It's bad for my complexion. Ah, because I'm a sorry. vampire. <laughs> I just. Yeah. That's the joke. Okay, everyone. <laughs> thank you very much for listening to our Halloween special, and a big extra thank thanks to you, Yoshi Blade, for and filling in Brian's shoes this week. Thank you, my good sir. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, filling in his skull with my brain, or my brain in his skull. I, I'm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm there's a skull brain situation going on here and we'll sort it out later but for now i would invite everyone to go to www.ocremix.org where you can find candy corn 2 and you can find um 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 um, 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 um edit this out brian where you can find heretic symphony and all kinds of music that you heard on the show um as for us specifically we're on ocr podcast you can find us there on twitter or just email us at podcast at ocremix.org. Uh, and lastly, thank you to Matthew Tuzironi, also known as Major Third, for another spooky, 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 spooky edition of The Big Ones. <laughs> Speaking of spooks, let's head over to that playlist. <laughs> The playlist demands that you offer up tunes to be sacrificed neath the next week's full moon. Come when it calls and follow the theme. This week, unnaturally, is Halloween. Hilltop Mausoleum from Medieval Resurrection and submitted by Stalky.
from Batman Arkham City, submitted by Jack. Can make this world seem right. Only you can make the darkness bright. Only you and you alone can thrill me like you do and fill my heart with love for only you. Only you can make this change in me, for it's true, you are my destiny. When you hold my hand, I understand the magic that you do. You're my dream come true. My one and only you. <laughs> the Monster's Raid from The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask and submitted by Yami. Exxon Verge, submitted by Joseph G. From ukulele and submitted by J.H. Sound.
Mansion from Super Mario Galaxy, submitted by Patchpen. darkness that lurks in our minds from Silent Hill 2 and submitted by Yorito. Submitted by Lion Tamer. from Sonic Heroes and submitted by Sothin.
Ink's Necklace, originally from the Final Fantasy IV, remixed by Audio Fidelity and Children of the Monkey Machine, submitted by Aino. Listening to the Overclocked Podcast, surely spooked and beguiled, shocked and aghast. Halloween magic grows dim with each word, and it doesn't really help that it's November 3rd. The playlist for next week is strange and obscure, lesser-known music that you might have procured. To submit your suggestions, or just howl and wail... Use Discord or Twitter or send us an email. Until next time, from us to the morgue, we send unwell wishes from ocremix.org. This week's lyrical wisdom... Spooky, 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 spooky. Spooky, scary skeletons. Spooky, scary skeletons. Shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. <laughs> <laughs>